Hi, this is Pastor Tim Crick, and you are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, a part of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us online at www.htelc.com. We worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11 a.m., where you are never too late and there is always room for one more. We hope you can join us sometime, and we hope you find the sermon you're about to listen to helps you to understand and experience the depths of God's love for you and the entire world. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 10, 17 through 31. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard will it be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it will be, how hard it is, it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They are greatly astounded and said to one another, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, for mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left houses or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and fields with persecutions in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. So do we have any takers? Anybody want to preach this morning? I'd just like to point this out. I don't pick the scripture readings, right? We have essentially four that we can pick from, because that's what happens in the lectionary. A Old Testament reading, a Hebrew Bible, a psalm, uh, something from the New Testament epistle of letter of Paul, and a gospel reading. We always read the gospel, and then I pick one of those other ones to read and potentially talk on this morning. So I don't pick it. And the reason why I let you know that I don't pick them is because this week you are about to get your stewardship packets. Oh, the irony, or Holy Spirit working. Right? Because this very easily could be something that a pastor or a church would use as we enter into stewardship season to get you to give money, 
to guilt you into it, right? You have too much. The church doesn't have enough. So think about what you're going to write on that pledge card or on that check or enter into your computer and double it. And then maybe, right, you'll get into heaven. Obviously, that's not what I am here to do. Or am I? No. <laughs> While this is about money, it's really about more than money. Does that make sense? We t other places in Scripture talks about it is not money that is the root of all evil. It is the love of money is the root of all evil. Understanding what money does to us is so important on how it affects us, how we use it, how we spend it, how we give it, how we save it. What does money do? But I want to talk about this man first. Who is the object of his question? What is his question, first of all, right? What must I do to what? Inherit the kingdom of heaven. So who's the object of his question? Himself, right? He is concerned about one person, himself. That doesn't happen in the world today, does it? We are not concerned about ourselves, are we? He's concerned about himself. Everything that he has done, it seems like, is so he can obtain some type of goal. He's doing this so that occurs later on. To me, that's not really what love is. Right? I always like the phrase, love has no agenda. Love just does. Love doesn't say, I'm going to do this, therefore, I want this to occur. Does that make sense? That's not what love is. But it seems like that's the way this man has been acting throughout his life because he is primarily concerned is, I'm going to do these things so he can inherit something. What is that something? He can inherit eternal life which means his good works, they really are just a means to an end. While he might be doing something good, he might be helping somebody or whatever it might be, that person simply becomes an object that someone can use and manipulate so I can achieve, so he can achieve something afterwards. Does that make sense? Does anybody do anything like that? Exactly. And so Jesus then challenges him, or asks him, whatever it might be, sell all your possessions and give your money to the poor. This is what I think we need to be really mindful about money, how it insulates us. Have you ever noticed that? how we use it, how it is used to create barriers between us and other people. It's kind of 
If you went to college or maybe you're a young person, money is tight. There's kind of a sense of camaraderie about money is tight. There's always a stereotypical, we're all just going to be eating ramen noodles for dinner because that's all we can afford. And that kind of unites people around it. You know, we're all in the same boat. And then you go off and you get jobs or you do adventures and income changes. Can income or money that we have affect our relationships? Studies have been shown we generally have a tendency to hang out with people within our own financial level. Did you know that? So it might be the more we have, we insulate ourselves because we stay all of a sudden with that group of people and we don't, aren't noticeable, aren't exposed to people at other levels. Does that make sense? And so then as we insulate ourselves, we frequently then that's the opinions we give or the opinions we hear and things just become smaller and smaller in that way. I think that's what's going on with this man. If, and let me say this, when we have money, money gives us what? Power. Thank you, Bob. I did not plant that. <laughs> I think money gives us power, doesn't it? We can be independent. I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. I can determine what happens when. Again, not necessarily bad. Does that make sense? I want to be very clear on that. It, but it's being mindful of what things do. And how then, understanding what it does, how does that impact what we do? But money gives us power. This man has power. He's a, you know, in other Gospels, he's talked about as a rich young ruler. He has influence. If he has to give away his money, what is that going to do to him? Make him dependent on. Oh, did you want to answer, Polly? He might be poor. And now, if he's poor, who is he going to be associating with? A whole different group of people than he was associating with before. Because if we congregate around those people who mainly have the same income as us, it was ten times more in the ancient world. Because that income really determined how God is feeling about you, how much God loves you, the right things that you are doing. So if he gives everything away, he associates with the poor. And what else is he really giving away? He's giving away his Bob? Is like, come on, Bob, you gave the right answer before <laughs> without any prompting. I thought you'd get this right away. Let's see if everybody else can get it, or if you can get it on a second chance. He's not only giving away his money, he's giving away his power. His position. He's giving away his power. Whew. That's scary, isn't it? How many people like to be out of control? We don't like that. The unknown, the uncertain, the anxiety, all of those kind of things. We want to dictate what happens. 
I don't think the point is, and maybe I want to preface it to because I like having money in the bank as well, and I'm talking to people that have like money in the bank, right? So I don't necessarily know if Jesus really wants us to go and give everything away. But I'm also not saying that that's not what he's saying. Does that make sense? But what are the barriers we set up that prevent us from being in relationship with all of God's creation, with all of God's people, and not just insulating ourselves? You know, this really falls, I haven't looked ahead, so maybe this passage is coming up. We have another story where the rich man comes out of his house and at the foot of the gate outside his house is a beggar, right? And the rich man just steps over, his, over the beggar and moves on with the day. The question as Christians we always need to be asking ourselves is what are those barriers we are intentionally and unintentionally putting up that either insulate us from the rest of the world or insulate the rest of the world from God's love, right? We are called to be mindful of that as people who follow Christ. To think about what are those barriers that are up there. Because if God put up barriers that we had to jump through in order to have those words proclaimed on us that God loves us, how many people would be able to jump through all those hoops? We wouldn't, would we? The whole point of Christ is to break down any kind of barriers that we might have put up that keep people out and away from God's love. I am so thankful for that. We have been loved, therefore we can love. We have been forgiven, therefore we can forgive. It's really hard. This is just that one man that comes in that wants to know, and then what do we hear from uh, the disciples afterwards? <laughs> We've given away everything, Jesus. What do you mean? <laughs> we can understand him not really doing enough, but we've done enough, haven't we? We use that point of view all the time in the world, don't we? We are really good at saying what somebody else needs to do, but I'm not in the same boat as them. That's why I'm a really big advocate of saying no one is allowed to say I'm not rich because that really is a lie. If you have a refrigerator, you are rich. If you have a bank account, doesn't matter what's in the bank account, if you have a bank account, right? And I'm not just talking in our own local community because that's one way we insulate ourselves, isn't it? We don't see how big the world really is and how many people really don't have those things that we think we have. We just compare it to those people around us and say, look what they have. I don't have that. I must not be rich. Because if we're allowed to say that I'm not rich, then whose responsibility is it? Somebody else's, isn't it? You see how that works? How we can pass the buck. Somebody else can give more. 
because they're the ones who are really making the money. Somebody else can do this. Somebody else, right? God just loves. We are pulled into that love and then sent out to reflect it as best as we can, knowing we will fail. You will fail. Right? It is impossible to do it right. You can't. doesn't dismiss you from not trying, but it also take a big sigh of relief knowing you will fail. And God will still say, I love you. Period. So we'll go back out and try again. And then come back in. And go back out. And come back in. And go back out. Do you see that cycle? That's the life of a Christian. That's the life of a follower of Jesus. That is your life. Amen. That's the sermon for this week. We hope from it you learned a bit more about God's love for you and the world. Please subscribe and rate our podcast to help us be found by and reach more people. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you are loved.